Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box that brings the magic right to your door. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. And buy Woody's Sunglasses. Don't let glare ruin your magical view. These premium wood frame polarized sunglasses will let you tour the parks in style. Visit them at Woody's.com. And now, it's show time. Vahini Mekyoni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. We are your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. I'm Matt. I'm Scott. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip or a citrus roll, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the final episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk for 2017. So this week on this show, Scott is not able to be with us while he is partying with his fellow co-workers um actually he's uh drunk on the curb <laughs> at disney springs but uh, i'm not allowed to show those pictures but I, i'm telling you anyway so we brought on a friend of the show and it is dave Koch from the mickey dudes what's up dave how's it going guys thanks for having me on good Oh, thanks so much for coming on and filling Scott's spot. This is pretty. This will be pretty easy for you. This is this is this is an easy one to replace. <laughs> so, Dave, why don't we? Why don't you tell everybody out there um, a little bit about yourself, why you love Disney, and a little bit about your podcast? All right. Well, uh, I'm from New York City. Uh, Disney was definitely a, a newer uh, acquisition into my life. Um, 37 now if you would have told me in my 20s that i would be this much of a uh, disney nut i would have basically said okay what exactly are you on right now (laughs) it was uh through my 20s i did all this traveling backpack through europe and every time there was a major vacation for my job i'm a teacher i was uh partying and up in vegas so it just got to a point where uh, one day i just uh was hitting off all of the uh, spots that I wanted to visit in the States and abroad. And I had never been to Disney. So I turned 30 and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to Disney for Disney just to say I did it and just kind of just cross it off the bucket list. And when I went, I totally fell in love with it. I uh, met some friends that um, from another group that I'm in that were former cast members. I had just gotten into running and they were signing up for a, um, one of the run Disney events and they invited me to come along and after doing the first Tower of Terror 10 miler I think in 2012 uh, I pretty much at that point just got uh, completely bitten by the Disney bug and started signing up for every run Disney race and in the uh, in the process made a lot of friends with that and just got more active on Twitter and the Disney community 
Um, had somebody tweet me asking me if I would be interested in doing a podcast. And after months of kind of just talking with the group that was put together, we created the Mickey Dudes podcast, which is basically just a bunch of guys of all different walks of life, uh, ranging from their 20s into their... Um, into their 40s, just uh, talking about talking about Disney, uh, Disney parks, Disney movies, anything that's it's basically our little vacation, one hour vacation through through our our hectic weeks. We kind of just get to go to a happy place, and we've seemed to have picked up a lot of friends on the way that seem to be listening. So we keep doing it just for the fun of it. So now with your podcast, one of them had political ambitions to become i guess president of the united states and kind of fell flat poor guy i I feel bad for him you know his talents his talents are um better suited in other places i mean he's really good at watching paint dry and watching the grass grow stuff like that so somebody's got to do it right exactly i mean not everybody can become president or you know president of the janitorial club in, in school or, what, or whatever he was running for but uh, it you was know. the audio visual club audio visual club i'm sorry yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know next time he can give it a shot exactly <laughs> uh but uh, you know you know that's interesting that you uh you went from the adult play adult disney as in las vegas to the disney for everybody so how did like how did that transition actually come about like going you're know, spending so much time in vegas and then deciding to like you know what? I'm done with Vegas for the most part, and spending. I'm gonna. I'm gonna focus more on Disney. Like, how did that? Like, how did you come across that? Uh, this is actually going to be a uh, more of a sad story, but I'll give you the Reader's Digest okay. version. Uh, that first trip and that first trip to Disney was supposed to be a 10, 10 week trip where a ten day trip where I was supposed to get engaged. Right. Had the ring. Had everything set up. Uh, that. Felt, that fell through very quick right before right before the trip so it was one of those things at first it was a uh, I'm gonna go on spite right and then after that I kind of just learned I kind of just uh, I, I went into the trip with a very wrong attitude and then while I was there I learned to kind of just let go of, let go of all the hate and anger and I just kind of just was able to put myself in a calm place after a while and one of the reasons why I go a lot and it's become such an important place to me is it just reminds me sometimes to just let go and just uh, enjoy more of the simple things. So it was one of those things that just, it was a total accident, but out of dirt, flowers grow. You know, you bring up a, like a perfect point of, of, I think, why so many of us do love Disney. It's It's escape from reality where we can... Not that we could be what we want, but we can do what we want, not have to worry about the pressures of the outside world and be kids again. And that's sort of kind of what we all want in some way, shape or form. So Disney fills that void for us in so many different ways. And I'm glad that you were able to use Disney as therapy, as so many of us do. You know, I know Keith, it it works for him. It works for me. Um, Matt, it works for you when you get to get down there, um, which isn't enough and is never long enough for you either. So, you know, it, I always it, have my kids, so it's not that much of an escape to begin with. Yeah, but it, <laughs> you could still enjoy it in different ways. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the beauty of Disney. And Disney through the eyes of a child is the best Disney there is. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. It's, it's, it's changed quite a bit taking them. So yeah, it's, it's, 
I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change anything taking those, those kids down there. You see, with me, it was growing up. We didn't have we didn't have the money to go, and it was always one of those things of uh, I was always being told, you know, study hard, become successful, and you can go to Disney whenever you want. Now my family jokes around me. They're like, "You're going to Disney again?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, you were the one that told me I could go whenever I want when I grew up. So you know, you you created this monster." <laughs> All right. So with that, we are going to take a quick commercial break. Hi, I am here with Dave from the Mickey Dudes podcast in front of the Enchanted Tiki Rock. Talk, Enchanted Tiki Room. How's it going, Dave? Ah, things are going good. Good. Disney, it's great. Exactly. We're here uh, for a Perch Talk, which is sponsored by Trader Sam's Coffee. Brew your happy pace. Please. So we have two minutes to answer 25 questions. Let's see if you can do it. Let's go. All right, here we go. Question number one. Favorite Disney World theme park? Magic Kingdom. Favorite land in Magic Kingdom? Adventureland. Favorite souvenir? Uh, Sword from Pirate's Cord. Uh, favorite quick service? Ooh, uh, launching pad. Favorite table service? Uh, Kona Cafe. Favorite on-site hotel? Uh, Liverside. Favorite parade? Boudiou. Favorite fireworks? Illuminations. Favorite Epcot Pavilion? Morocco. Favorite time of year to attend Walt Disney World? The fall. Monorail Mary Boat? Monorail. Uh, favorite thrill ride? Tower of Terror. Uh, Dole Whip or Citrus Row? Definitely Dole Whip. Favorite Main Street shop? Uh, the Confectionery. Favorite princess? Tiana. Favorite prince? Eric. Favorite Disney song? Let's Go Fly a Kite. Favorite non-Disney movie? Lucasfilm, Marvel, Pixar? Empire Strikes Back. Favorite sweet treat? Uh, candy Apple. Favorite street performer or band? Uh... British Revolution. Least favorite attraction? Uh, Magic Carpets. Favorite Disney bar or lounge? Trader Sam's. Favorite pool on property? Polynesian. And how do you tour World Showcase, Mexico or Canada? Canada. All right. Thanks, Dave. Awesome. All right. We are back from break here and with the year-end spectacular of Enchanted Tiki Talk. We're going to take some time and talk about some of the big news stories that have come across the Disney community in 2017. So, as in the year, year in review, some of the big stories here, one of the first big stories here has got to be the... Uh, one of the first ones came out earlier in 2017 was the Magic Bands 2.0. Uh, we all pretty much are using them now, and you have the ability to add, turn your your band, the centerpiece of the, the Mickey head into a charm, bracelet, whatever you want to do. Thoughts on on this for everybody? I think that it's a better fit. I think um, like style-wise, it's not as thick. Like it looks more like a watch, which is nice. I've never uh, actually tried the charms or the that stuff just um, because I was always afraid of losing it, which is nice that, that you do have um, multiple options. I think that it's a money, you know, opportunity too, especially now that they keep on doing the, you know, um, edition ones and the character ones and stuff that they're charging like $33 a pop for. But I like it style-wise though, and it's a nice um, little change. I think they definitely fit better, and I'm ex super excited that I can finally get a pink magic band. I don't know why it's taking this long for me to come out with pink. <laughs> But that will be my next color when I go down there. They they have pink there, Matt. That's what I'm saying. They just come out with it, didn't they? Oh no no. no. The old ones were pink. Too. They had 
This is what's the color? This is millennial. It's like a neon purple and black those. came out. Yeah. yeah, purple and purple and black. Brown is coming out next. Maybe well, maybe 2018. Uh, millennium pink is coming out. That's that's the new color. That's okay. That's that's it. Okay, which is a much lighter color, which my wife is will be very happy to wear. She said already. <laughs> I mean, for me, you know, the 2.0, ah, you know, it doesn't phase me. I have never done the charms. If you know people are into that, you know, so be it. But it doesn't matter. I actually like wearing the magic band. I think it's pretty easy to use, um, and I like the convenience of it. You know, from charging privileges to opening your room. You know, Magical Express, everything. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the Magic Band. I personally me, still like use my was... old one. You like the old Is one, there... actually? Yeah, for some reason, I just find it a little more sleek and everything. I'm not one for wearing any type of jewelry, always. Um, I'm going to be the guy that once I get married, I'm going to have to have my uh, wedding band tattooed on my finger because I just hate <laughs> I just hate the constrictive feeling of any type of jewelry, so I... I I've carried a pocket watch in the past and everything, and just having to put on that magic band, it was a real, it was a major uh, adjustment for me. And I don't know, I think it's, I think the more skinny one just feels better on my wrist. When I do have the the newer one on, for some reason, I do think I, ha- I do think I'm wearing a watch. And a guy who never wears a watch, I find myself all the time looking at my looking at my wrist to see what time it is, and then getting myself. <laughs> And then getting angry that I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's a magic band. And it's just getting mad that I'm being stupid to myself. (laughs) Now, I I did notice to me it felt like or it seemed like it was easier to use the new ones unlocking the door. You didn't have to kind of twist your wrist at a funny angle to get it to unlock the door. I don't know if that was just me or not, but it seemed like it was easier to to scan it when you were using it. It's probably just you and your height. That's probably that's all it is. (laughs) I forget about the hype thing. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a flatter band too, and I think that that did. Yeah, you know, it does actually make that easier, so that you, you didn't have to like twist your wrist quite as far. I mean, it's still better than you know finding a key card and swiping it. But <laughs> all right, so next story, let's talk about. Let's talk about uh, the closure of wishes and being replaced by heavily out ever heavily 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 <laughs> happily ever after at the magic kingdom this is you know wishes was around for like 15 years or whatever it was mm-hmm. you know such a long time you know i had a wishes had a special place in my heart and you, happily ever after became you know not necessarily focused on fireworks as opposed to wishes it focused more on the the castle and the projections that they were able to put on that so granted like the use of the castle with the show has been incredible I don't necessarily feel the same story uh, or the love with the music as opposed to wishes I don't think the story is as strong but I think as time goes on it'll grow on me Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to add that was one of the many things that I didn't get to experience when we were down there so I'm not big on the show right now but I haven't really seen it so uh, I'm kind of like you I think you know, given it a couple of times, it might grow on me. I've talked about it on this show that the wish has always had, you know, um, a special place for me. Um, had song just evoked emotion and it was more about the feeling than the actual show. Of course, the show was cool. The fireworks were good, but it was more the song for me than the actual show with happily ever after. I do enjoy it after seeing it a couple times. 
Like, I love the song. I think they did an excellent job. It's more contemporary. I think it fits a long-term goal um, like being able to change up the scenes a lot easier um, as films come out and whatnot. It'll never be what Wishes was, but to a new generation that hadn't ever seen Wishes, that this will be their wishes. So it's all about progress. I'm going to be the minority in this one and say that the story in the show never did anything for me. It, I mean, it was nice to see the fireworks and everything. I loved all the Disney music in it. But my the emotion that you guys are talking about, for me, the end of Fantasmic was that was the, was that thing that did it for me. That you know, you walk out of that feeling like you can conquer the world and everything, anything is possible. Whereas I know a lot of people had that with wishes. And I always thought the show was beautiful. I do I I was I did like the music, but with this new show, people will say that okay, if you're not in the Magic Kingdom and you don't see the projections, the show makes absolutely no sense. My argument to that is I can be at the TTC and I'm seeing beautiful fireworks and I'm hearing music from the canon that is basically the soundtrack of my life. Disney music just makes me happy. Even if the songs don't kind of fit together, they're from really good movies and stuff like that. If I'm hearing Disney music at that point, I'm seeing the castle and, and I'm seeing fireworks, I'm happy. So it kind of was almost indifferent to it's a the Magic Kingdom needs a fireworks show. For me, it could be it could be wishes, it could be happily ever after. As long as it's fireworks, I'm happy. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's a great viewpoint to look at it that way. It's you know everybody gets so tied up on on things. Nobody you know if you're on Twitter, Twitter the Twitterverse is like destroys absolutely everything. You know there's they change a a cup a Disney cup to the color green and people flip out. So hey, that's <laughs> a big deal, man. Shut up. You know it's just. <laughs> If if you could just sometimes if only we if just, they're changing it from green to puce. Right there right. you go. <laughs> if you could just take a step back sometimes and just try to enjoy the moment and what it all is, sometimes you're better off. Listen, I, I I'm I'm gonna argue you know every side to Disney because it's something new, something I'm not used to, and I might not necessarily be happy. But you know there are people out there that are happy, and I'm not gonna say that I'm gonna listen to their. I, I'm gonna accept their idea of it but um you know everybody has their opinion on it and you have to respect their opinion and i'm not saying your opinion is wrong dave i'm just saying that uh, you know that's just a great way of thinking to look at it really knows. uh next major story here is uh pandora opening after 17 years of, of construction of animal <laughs> kingdom you know this is something that you know we've talked about for years, like what what was Pandora going to be like? What were the attractions going to be like? Was it going to be a completely immersive experience? Um, I think Disney definitely hit a home run on Pandora. Not a grand slam, a home run for sure. Uh, at night, probably closer to a grand slam than it is during a day the daytime. But overall, an incredible experience. The attractions I think are top notch. I there's so much hate. I don't think I'm not going to say there's so much hate for the Navi River Journey, but I love the Navi River Journey. I, I give high praise to that attraction. I know people want more from that attraction, but I mean, 
it's it's brilliant. It's it's colorful. It's it's just so much to see, so much to experience on that that I've enjoyed every second being on that attraction. I think the hate comes from the line more than anything. Um, you think? I, I think personally so. think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 if you stand there for four hours, there is nothing that will ultimately satisfy you. Um, exactly. That's, that's your own fault for standing there for four hours. Well, but... <laughs> unless you're Scott. Yeah, unless you're Scott. But people do it, and I think that even as great as Flight of Passage is, if I stood there for three hours, I'd probably be like, like it could have done more. Exactly. Uh, for like a three-hour wait. Sure, because you could have flown from... Orlando to Boston in that time period. You know, that's, right. there's ways of looking at it, like three hours wasted. Or not for 90 seconds at that point. It's right. If you have a fast pass, I say go for it. But if you're waiting all that, and I, when I did it for the first time, I was in awe of it, but I also had a fast pass. So right. I came off that ride, and uh, I was actually, uh, during that time, I was actually with Rebecca Toon when we did it. And we both said to each other, if we would have waited on that line, we would have not been happy. Right. Going on and walking right on with a fast pass, we both walked out in awe. But I can see just there was a two hour wait when we went. And it just was I I would just I would feel like I was gypped. Whereas we waited two hours in line for flight of passage, just looking at everything that there was to look at in that queue. And even with that, I I insisted that my father, who has bad knees and a uh, has two replaced knees, a, a, a reconstructed hip and a reconstructed shoulder, and was too proud to get a DOS pass at that point, I insisted that he waited three hours in the line, and he was getting quite annoyed. And when he came off, he basically said that was so worth the uh, for, for flight of passage. That was so worth the the payoff. If he would have turned around, and I would not be alive if I made him wait on that for Navi Navi River, River Journey. Right? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. I think the biggest thing that surprised me about that whole area is how confined it is. I mean, there's really they really crammed a lot into a very small area, and you know, as we were talking with Safari Mike, there's not a whole lot that they can do to expand with it unless they you know tear something down you would think something on that scale they would leave some kind of an out where they could you know add on to it since you know cameron's got another what 15 to 20 movies that he's got planned for avatar to come out so that was the biggest surprise to me um you know i didn't get to experience any of the rides but i literally when we went through there that morning for the the 5k that was amazing just running through there and it wasn't really in the full effect because it wasn't completely dark so i was blown away just by that little bit of it well you were amazed because you were next to me so let's get that straight (laughs) i I think i was actually in front of you but um (laughs) no actually i believe i I was leading the way through pandora i believe i have pictures Uh, okay we'll we'll, we'll let you have your moment (laughs) but but i mean it just as small as that area is and you you had to know that they were expecting that kind of a crowd and nowhere for the, for people to go so you would just kind of think that they would maybe open it up a little more or something just to kind of help alleviate that 
if they were gonna do that, could have only done with the one attraction, like maybe done extra screens to accommodate, you know, more people. Understand that you know it's a smaller land, but but you're right. The uh, the passageways are so like narrow, and the curbs and the rocks like jet out. And I know that you know that's the theming of it, and that's what you know is so spectacular. But uh, it doesn't really bode well for traffic. All right, so let's go from Pandora, which is in another galaxy, to another galaxy, and that is the Tower of Terror, which is con- <laughs> has been converted to Guardians of the Galaxy attraction in Disneyland. This is something I would love to experience from the videos that I've watched, and normally I don't like to watch videos of attractions that I have not been on before, but because I had no plans to go to Disneyland in the near future, I wanted to watch the video, and I was really uh, pleasantly surprised how well done it was, how, and actually how interested is I am in actually going out to California and riding that attraction. I understand the hate for some people because of Tower of the Terror, how good Tower of the Terror was, but the Tower of Terror in Disney World, you know, far surpasses one in Disneyland, so... Um, at least we still have that in Disney World, and Disneyland, you know, once again is getting something Marvel. So, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm like you. I have no idea if or when I will make it out to California, so I don't. Doesn't really affect me a whole lot. I think the outside of the building is horrendous. I think it's an eyesore, but from the people that have done it, said it's amazing. So, I, I guess you know it's worth the way that the building itself looks if you get a, a decent attraction out of it. Just as long as they don't bring it over to, you know, over here. I, I want to keep right. Tower Terror here. Yeah. Right, exactly. There's not a ton of room in California to to keep things and keep adding new things. So ultimately, you know, have to choose. It's a good, if you want to call it, uh, I can overlay i mean that's essentially you know what it is um it's permanent you know like an overlay of from the videos and stuff i've seen it's really really cool i think the uh outside of it fits the movie theme i don't know if it really fits the park theme um, but it fits the movie theme as a big like a comic nerd it's nice to see we finally get some actual you know um comic book stuff in a park and i know that we are um I could Epcot too, so I'm excited for all those. I am going to agree with Matt, and then I'm going to disagree with Matt. So first off, the building is an eyesore. Just thinking about it, I'm getting a headache. But <laughs> but having actually been out to Disneyland and experiencing it, my feeling is bring it over to Florida because really, oh, most definitely the Rocket Raccoon. Uh, animatronics are amazing it looks it and now here's the thing all right i understand tower of terror it's supposed to make you scared you're supposed to scream every time i'm on the tower of terror you scream when you're going up you're going down you can't you can't help yourself you scream when you're on uh mission breakout now i i yeah granted it doesn't have the you don't go through the fifth dimension it was just the same elevator shaft you go up and down there's not that little extra part that's uh that happens in Florida, but the way they did the whole, the whole town, uh, the whole uh, Guardians of the Galaxy theme, they're playing music from the awesome mix, 
there's jokes and there's video screens that come up with jokes in it the entire time you're on mission breakout there's just this huge smile on your face it's almost like the um this the, the uh, g-force and the centrifugal force of the ride actually pushes it up to a point where your face actually aches from smiling so much being on the ride <laughs> Nice at that point. So it's like, I don't think I screamed once the entire time. I was just this hearty laugh coming out of me on the entire ride. And it was just, after that, it's like, yeah, I got to go back and ride that again. And it was worth waiting two hours in line to go re- redo it. Re- redo it. Now, wow. as far as, as far as, um, my counterparts on the Mickey dude, some of them would turn around and say, I'm completely blasphemous. And I'll say, well, you know, Tower of Terror is a, a, um, not, not Tower of Terror. Uh, the Twilight Zone, while it is one of their, it's an intellectual property that is pretty much dead at this point where Guardians of the Galaxy is current. Chuck will turn around and say, yeah, but the music's from the 80s. Point taken. <laughs> but the fact is, it is something that's current. It kind of just... It, it just kind of just right now. It just fits. It fits with the times. Most right. people today, they don't know. They don't know about the Twilight Zone. Exactly. Most don't. And that's the thing that I feel just with the intellectual property. It's you know play to your play to your uh, play play to your strengths, and hence that's why we had to uh, welcome our new Frozen Overlords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's leave this galaxy and go explore our universe as a whole, and that is uh, the closing of Ellen's universe of energy. Um, <laughs> bye, see ya. I, I, <laughs> doesn't fade. Moving me. on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have much to add. I <clears throat> can't remember the last time I wrote it, and uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like what they're bringing in. But see you later, Ellen. <laughs> I didn't think I maybe rode that once like i wasn't really impressed with it it took too long um i am excited for what uh they're bringing there even though you know it doesn't really fit the park blah 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 i was actually shocked to see that there were people that were you know uh, outing about you know uh, chaining themselves to the door so it didn't actually lock on twitter um because it's amazing how uh everybody Owes and loves an attraction as soon as they announce it's closing. I swear it always works, right? Yeah. <laughs> we haven't rode this in forever. Gotta get in there now. Well, you know, speaking of closures, then you have the Great Movie Ride, which is closing down, which had closed down, um, which had recently gotten a reefer blast last year, was it, or the year before? You know, within, within I wasn't broke. God. I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I was. Expanding on your movie ride, then continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, because that you know that had a minor refurb to it, adding the guy from AMC, which I never got to experience. Um, but you know, they're bringing on you know, Mickey's coaster, so you know, you're. I, I don't. The thing that I didn't understand was closing it when the studios is a shell of its former self and, and closing it for a year and a half, two for two years. It just didn't make sense in my book. But it'll be nice to have a new attraction coming in there, and you know it was it, it needed an overhaul, which never spent the money on the proper overhaul, adding new movies to it, and it just never happened. I'm just gonna miss on both on both attractions. Time to sleep. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, Universe of Ellen, Energy, you got a good 45 minutes. Fin- well, well, that was the thing. With Ellen, I would go in, whoever I was with, we'd pick our little church pew. I'd go, I'd uh, just go in, lie down, take my shoes off, and the entire time just lie on the bench and sleep the entire time in the air conditioning. <laughs> just wake up refreshed for the rest of the day in Epcot. Right. On uh, on the great movie ride, I, I, I don't remember when what time I was riding or anything, but I was with a group, I, and... I just was not. It was. It was never one of my favorites. All I remember is one time during the alien scene, I was completely out, and this little boy from behind me taps me on the shoulder. Hey, Mister, wake up! You're snoring. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> See, it always blows my mind when people talk about sleeping there because those were the most uncomfortable seats. Yeah. I don't know how people were able well, to get comfortable and fall asleep the, in there. The cool air where you're, you're finally, your body's finally cooling off and you're what? Yeah, exactly. Just, your body's just giving in and taking a break. Uh-huh. That's all it is. Yeah. All right. So moving on from the great movie ride, we'll spend a little bit more time in Hollywood Studios and we will talk about uh, Toy Story Land. You know, we got a little more information on Toy Story Land and that's coming uh, 2018. Right, yeah, the end of yeah, yeah, summer of 2018. I don't even know what year it is. Um, the summer <laughs> of 2018. We got some information there. Uh, the artwork of that they showed looks great. Um, ex- excited to see Toy Story Land coming, and then more information about uh, on uh, Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge, which is a whole new planet, new to the Star Wars world, and you know, fans as a whole. They showed you a mock-up, a, a complete mock-up at D23 of what to expect in Star Wars Land. I mean, this is just going to be a complete immersive experience from droids to aliens to anything, you know, your heart desires. They're going to have walk-around characters inside there, which is going to be, uh, hopefully, it's something that will stick around. I mean, this place is going to be mobbed. So, two things coming to Hollywood Studios is going to bring that place back to life. This is a good thing. I'll start on Toy Story Land. It's one of our favorite movies. It was uh, the first movie that my wife and I saw once we started uh, actually dating. So it's a special movie for us and we just love it. Actually, you know, experience that in terms of a full scale version is just going to be amazing. And, And Galaxy's Edge, I mean, how much more excited can a geek be than to be able to walk around on this planet is based on Star Wars. I mean, that's every kid's dream who has ever seen a Star Wars movie. I heard, which is really cool, that they that they won't actually have like souvenir shops. They will have like, like street vendors who will like sell you like trinkets and stuff and toys, but everything is themed. So, so there is nothing except for like strollers in short shorts that will take you from this environment, uh, which is really, really cool. I'm just I excited. I think we're getting a. Okay, Dave, I'm sorry. I think we're getting a preview of what Galaxy's Edge is going to be by getting to experience Pandora, the world of Avatar. If they've done that with Pandora, an intellectual property that most people don't even care about, imagine what they're going to do with something that's beloved by all. Yeah, I agree with you. That's exactly what I was going to say. After seeing what they went into with Pandora, I'm just excited to see what they're going to do with adding on to this park, and this park actually taking some type of a, you know, shape and, and, and everything. Uh, next, with, uh, you know, 
announcements coming out of D23. A couple things here is one, Ratatouille was finally announced for Epcot, you know, going to uh, the Paris uh, pavilion there, which is awesome. Uh, I know Keith is very excited about this. He's a big Ratatouille fan, so that's great. And adding another attraction into Epcot, a new attraction into Epcot, is, is definitely needed. A lot of people, you know, some of us are against adding attractions to World Showcase, but I think this one actually fits well. And I think this is going to be a huge hit for Epcot. I think another big point, too, like you're saying, adding an attraction, it's on the other side of World Showcase, so it'll kind of yeah. balance it out a little right. bit. So everything's not on one side of World Showcase. So I think that's going to be a big thing that people maybe aren't really focusing on or, or realizing right now. I think what they're going to need to do now is they're going to need to do a character breakfast at La Chef de France and basically have a have Remy and Emile wa- walking around right or like something this to. way yeah or even if they have the larger the, the big characters that they have for them around this way just people can get in so they can basically get a, make that 8 a.m breakfast so that they can get in for the nine o'clock opening of the ride right like right. they do with orchestras yeah. with, uh, with frozen you know also speaking of uh, that side of epcot is two other major things are coming in there's a new resort coming in to which is going to be a DVC resort, not uh, yeah, DVC resort, right? Is, is that the DVC one? Yeah, DVC resort coming in over to the uh, the Epcot area, and also a Skyliner that is going to bridge Hollywood Studios, Epcot, um, Art of Animation, and what's the port? Pop Century, right? Well, Pop Century is included in that. You know, so there's going to be a, a beautiful Skyliner coming to that area. I think area. Caribbean Beach, Caribbean too. Beach, yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, tying all those together. So you're not necessarily going to need to take a bus to get to those two parks anymore. You can get down to a, a Skyliner that will hold eight people. That's pretty cool. I think it's something that's much needed. I mean, the buses are not reliable, and it's got to the point where the infrastructure just can't hold the amount of people to get you there when you need to get there. So I think it's something that will be quote unquote free that you don't have to worry about um you know depending on buses or, or anything like that right uh the next two big stories coming out of d23 focusing on the magic kingdom is the tron coaster coming into the uh, tomorrowland area of the park and also the new theater that is coming to main street two things that will definitely enhance magic kingdom for the most part the main street cinema is you know, huge. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to redefine Main Street. So I'm happy to see that. And, you know, Tron in some ways is going to redefine the Tomorrowland area too. So I'm wondering with the the Tron coming, you'll see a refurb of Tomorrowland. I'm hoping so. It uh, makes sense that I mean, even though it's an '80s ver, even though it's an '80s movie in that way, 1986 Tomorrowland definitely needs a, a yes. facelift. So. <laughs> Well, and too, I mean, outside of the ride, it doesn't look like it's 80s appropriate. Like, it looks like it's a futuristic building from the concept art. So Agreed. I think it does actually give them a chance to to redo the whole space. And, and uh, uh, with Stitch being out of there now, that's another space that they can take and use up. So I'm excited to see um, what they put in there. Uh, the last major news story that I want to talk about is the Disney acquisition of 20th Century Fox. That's uh, pretty huge because they're going to bring a absolutely immense 
film and TV library into the, the Disney fold because Disney plans on creating their own version of Netflix, which they say is going to be cheaper than Netflix, but adding the 20th Century Fox is certainly going to enhance that. You know, they're bringing on the Die Hard fan tra- the franchise, the um, uh, Avatar franchise, the Aliens franchise, bringing on the Simpsons um, Chronicles of Narnia. There's so much things that are coming into the Disney universe. This is going to be an exciting future for the Walt Disney Company. You know, come the next few years, you know, bringing all the Mar- all the Marvel characters back into the Disney, into the Marvel expanded universe, um, cinematic universe. This is, you know, as a Marvel fan, this is going to be huge for you. But overall, as you're maybe if you're a cinema fan, you know, you might see some of your beloved trilogies come back to life or just, uh, movies come back to life with this. My mic drop moment for that was when I realized uh, reading somebody's either Twitter or somebody's Facebook pro- uh, status. Disney now owns Star Wars and Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> you have that it right awesome. there. That's great. Wouldn't that be cool? The <laughs> well, they always said that they would do a Spaceballs 2 in search for more money. So now's their chance to do it. All right, so that's pretty much going to wrap up the the news stories here. the The one last thing I want to do is I want to talk about the the big moment of 2017 for each of you guys, um, you know, in the in the Disney universe. Dave, what's yours? I'm gonna have to go with dedicated entrances for annual pass holders. It was a small thing, but it just made it just made me feel special. And it's one of those things that you just want to go through them. I'll wait. I'll wait for the thirty people that are waiting to get into that one, even though there's two people going into, on the other one, right. just on principle. Right. I did that too, to be honest with you. I felt really dumb, <laughs> but I felt special dumb. So that was good. exactly. <laughs> but you met. Uh, I guess I'll go more on a personal level. Um, personally, was just getting to do the first run Disney and, and you know hang out with you guys at the parks. Um, as far as for Disney itself, uh, I guess the big thing was actual them pulling the curtain back a little bit on on Star Wars Land. I, I'm, I'm excited to see that. You know, especially like we mentioned earlier with what they did with Pandora and just seeing what's coming there. So uh, that was the the big thing for me. I've you know always been a huge fan of the movies and star tours you know was just enough to kind of whet your appetite to you know it get to experience that and now you're going to actually walk around you know on a new planet and uh fly the millennium falcon everything so i'm 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 ready for that one to open i think for me um personal level is definitely doing the 5k with my wife and uh all of you guys and crossing that finish line and honoring Alan a few, you know, like years ago, I could barely walk a 3.1 miles. So um, to be able to actually finish that was big for me. Uh, And uh, as far as as Disney goes, I think it is the the Fox deal. Um, It just opens up so many doors that it can be done in this big uh, cohesive world and not have two separate marvels fighting against each other so it should be cool for me on the personal level that would have been you know the same thing with you two guys was uh doing the 5k for the first time at, at the run disney event and, and spending time with you guys and 
Um, you know, I just love that so much that we've talked about in the past. Um, Disney-wise, you know, me experiencing Pandora at night for the first time was probably one of my favorite Disney things to do and, and experience this past year. So, uh, you know, that was definitely top of my list. Um, you know, with that, you know, we have our, our Tiki Lightning Round that every guest gets to do. So, um, Dave, are you ready for the five questions in the Tiki Lightning Round? Let's go. Favorite character? Pigment. Favorite snack? Dole Whip. Favorite movie? Princess and the Frog. Favorite attraction? Splash Mountain. Favorite theme park memory? Probably probably meeting uh, a bunch of the Disney Twitterverse in the hub of Magic Kingdom. Cool. Nice. Sticking with uh, awesome. what got you into it. All right, Dave, thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social media if they would like to stalk you, ask you out on a date, anything. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Dave Koch, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Figments Reality, and you could also follow the Mickey Dudes podcast on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes and find us on iTunes. All right, so that's going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Want to decorate those boring magic bands? Make sure you check out check out the customized decals at myfantasybands.com. Make sure to use the code ENCHANTEDTIKITALK20 to save 20% off your order. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Get a clear view of the parks with Woody's polarized sunglasses. Check out all their wood frame styles at woodies.com. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash podcast. And you can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Enchanted Tiki Talk, Instagram and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can also leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256 for my Tiki, 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M I N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com. You can find Scott at Disney Springs on a curb somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Dole Whip Daily. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at MHolly579. Uh, with all that being said, big thanks to our special guest, Dave. Alan. Yeah, Alan, it's been a, been a tough year, but we know you, you're right there with us. Go ahead and take it away, bud. Thanks for listening this week for Sean and Keith and Matt. I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And MickeyMonthly.com, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by KingdomStrollers.com, for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. Also by Trader Sam's Coffee. Why not brew some magic in your home? And finally, Woody's.com. Sunglasses for a glare-free view of the magic. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.